Hey, all right. First time podcast tonight where I I uh, kind of halfway through walking bud, so this will be a short podcast. So you might really enjoy this one. I might get more listeners just purely because it's shorter. But uh, I, yeah, I'm just it's dark. It's seven thirty at night. Seven thirty on October. What are we? Holy cow! October seventh already. October seventh, and it's it was ninety one degrees. What we got now nine oh ninety with a sixteen percent humidity, and the dupe that makes the dew point like some really low ninety and sixteen. 90 and 16, we got a dew point of 37.8 degrees. We got a half moon out there, and uh, it's Monday night. And uh, Bud, we're walking. And I didn't, I don't know, I, just, I wasn't like motivated like right from the get go to do a podcast, but I just got to this point and I saw some people walking around in the dark, and I'm like, this is a change of seasons now for us. October 7th, it's still 90 degrees in the dark, but we got a breeze, and it's like, this is great. 90, dry, right? We're, we're breaking, the weather's breaking. So we're heading into like nine months, eight, eight to nine months of just really comfy weather, no hurricanes, no tornadoes, no snow. So this is the, the Arizona we do love. And we've been in hibernation for three to four months. And uh, fortunately this summer we got our nearly three weeks in Germany, a little bit of Perry, some Perry with uh, the Gustav Eiffel Tower, which I get a kick out of. So Gustav Eiffel, technically is a French guy, okay? But think about it, folks. Gustav Eiffel, he's German. In fact, there's, a, there's Eiffel Mountains in Western Germany. And I think that's where his family's from way back when. Gustav Eiffel. So I don't, I don't think many people talk about it, but I think it's pretty funny that the symbol of France... <laughs> is originates from German origins, right? Isn't that great? And and most people, you, you probably think like, oh, the Germans, they, or the French hate the Germans. Well, they probably do for the most part, but they shouldn't. They're good people, right? So I'm here to break the peace, man. Germans are all right. Plus they, you know, plus they guys come up with good designs like the Eiffel Tower, right? So I don't know why I thought of that. I think... Uh, one listener just recently went there for a little trip, which is great. And, um, and yeah. So, get out of the heat is what I thought. We went to Europe. Uh, fond memories of Pentecost Sunday, I think it was June 9th, in uh, Dresden. And, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if they really... Have gotten out of you know I, I have to, I'm kind of curious about the the way 
the uh, the church thinks over there. Because I mean, we got the we got Lutherans here in America, and so you know, it, it's pretty far away, and the, the traditions are so different. Where they have German language and so forth, and the history. Martin Luther, baby, Martin Luther. So on the one hand, I mean, I was thinking about. Uh, this message I have about the Holy Spirit. And so, I, yeah, I just listened to a podcast with Eric, Eric Metaxas, who I saw on Unter den Linden. He was just talking to um, Anne Graham Lott, which is Billy Graham's daughter. And she just came up with a book about the Holy Spirit. I like how it's her friend, which is good, but it's still, I, you know, there's room there because I think it didn't really communicate um, to me, much much about it. I may have to look at her book because I, I sense it's sort of a soft touch she has with it. Because I think it's like really doggone important, and we need to make it a much bigger emphasis than even she's making in her book. Um, she's kind of more like, well, this is my experience and reflection, and I'm more of, hey, we got to get serious about this thing here, you know, and. Um, and of course, the transformation that um, we need. Not revival. Revival's kind of a bogus thing. In fact, that's the teaching accurately about Jesus type of teaching. Yeah, we, we teach accurately. We're right. We, we've got it figured out. No infant baptism. Yes, infant baptism. We're right. No, we're right. <laughs> Not important, folks. But, you know, we'll split and make our own denominations over it. So there you go. So, uh, yeah, and uh, keeping the marination going on. Listen to a Robcast today. He has his Irish friend, uh, Pete, Peter Rollins, from Ireland. Very clever chap, and uh, very enjoyable to to listen to. So that's good. Had a pretty good day. Had a I met with someone from the Work It Daily community. This is an online career advice, career job search, career planning things, and. Uh, with the app now, it's kind of cool. So you can you can click on members near you. So there were quite a few members near us. And uh, yeah, I'll probably ask if we can create some kind of like group chat thing for the local Phoenicians. But I met with someone, it was really nice, one-on-one at Starbucks and she, recently went through a job situation where she got a new boss and the new boss was kind of giving her a hard time and and from her her spirit and soul was it was just too much too much criticism not enough support and that's unfortunate in management it's not that big a company either that's what's even more sad just like a 50. 50-person uh, nonprofit organization. 
And they hired someone that's not really awesome for managing a small group. So we kind of crushed her, so she left, and now she's looking for another job. So, But you know what? She really wants to work with animals, and so we had a nice conversation about taking that experience and working with the Arizona Humane Society. So I wish her well in that. Gave her a few ideas, and you know, I think it was job search is a real lonely thing. You're on your own, and you know, it's kind of nice to mingle a little bit with other people going through the same process. So I enjoyed that, and uh, yeah, it was really cool because I pretty much shut up and didn't talk about myself and got her story. I threw a little bit of stories in in there and uh, so it's the experience learn and grow model that's JT's thing experience learn and grow because like a lot of our experiences we feel are negative experiences but they actually we can learn from them so that's all good so um, what else what else what else um, we're in the um, Halloween mode, and my neighbors here, a couple houses down, they go all out, all out on the lights. Really pretty Halloween, and then he, right after Halloween, he turns it into Christmas. So the dude does lots of lights on the house, and it's pretty nice and. Arizona because it's not going to get snowy and we're going to be very pleasant. I'm in shorts and a shirt and I'm since it's 90 I'm going to working up a little bit of a sweat here and uh, so um, I did my job search activities this morning got some things started did a little networking and uh, and yeah we're moving forward Oh, I saw my mom, 94. She's really funny because she wanted a transistor radio to carry around with her on her walker and be able to listen to her radio programs, talk radio and stuff. So we got that, and then she, wanted, she somehow broke her alarm clock and got that. And my mom's been pretty funny. She's 94. She's been in a retirement community of like 800 to 1,000 older people, so it's a great place for her. But she gets uh, mail, like she started like giving $25 to these different Indian tribes and, and then they, she gets on a mailing list and right, right now she gets like 40 to 50 pieces of mail every day. Usually people like trying to like, oh, here's a dollar, would you give us 50? You know, great return on investment. And it's pretty sad to me because I feel like all these lot of organizations are taking advantage of older people because I think my mom she doesn't even realize it. I think she's writing out about four hundred to six hundred dollars every month in twenty-five dollar checks, and she just writes them out and uh, doesn't realize, like, oh, it's only twenty-five bucks. It's only twenty-five bucks. So four of those is a hundred. Sixteen is four hundred. So she probably she probably does twenty, almost one a day. Like, okay, I'll write a check out to a different tribe or different things, and. Somehow she got into these coins, and I really feel sick about these because they're really bogus coins and playing off the political stuff. 
So today she got a box, a wooden box. It's like two foot by a foot from this coin um, commemorative thing playing off of uh, Trump stuff, like get a Trump $2 bill. Like that's so bogus, right? And it's like, get this thing. You know, so she ends up having to pay 42 bucks for it. So I'm gonna try to return it and try to cut her off from spending 25, 50 bucks with these dumb coin things. I mean, she's 94, right? So at what point do you just like stop buying stuff? <laughs> it's like my dad, when he was like two or three years before he was passed away, he's like, I should have bought more Apple stock. I should have bought more Apple stock. It's like, Dad, you're fine. You're, you got a nice house to live in. You got food. You don't have any financial worries. But we just want more all the time, more. And I, my favorite is my dad. I said, Dad, look, I had, I had read a story in the last couple of years before that that Steve Jobs at one point he, he owned a lot of stock options or shares or something. And I don't know, he wanted to buy like a $7 million home. So he, he sold off a pretty big chunk of stock when Apple wasn't doing that well. And it was a pretty big stock trade. And the article was something like the worst stock trade in history was uh, Steve Jobs selling off a bunch of this Apple stock before it was... Um, climbing and he was the CEO of the company so I told my dad I was like dad if the CEO doesn't know that the stock's going to take off how are we going to know about it and and that seven million dollars probably would have been worth 10 billion or something I don't know what it was kind of crazy but so Steve Jobs could have had another 10 billion dollars right sounds like a nice thing right and I, I just told my dad I says look if he doesn't know what, what chance do you have of knowing, Dad? And besides, you're 86 years old and you don't... I don't think you need any more cash, dude. <laughs> I could use some cash, but um, there you go. So, so, and then this is really kind of special in a sad way, but um, yeah, it was October... I want to say October 5th or 6th. Wow, we're coming up on the anniversary. It's right now. It just happened. Um, that Steve Jobs died in 2011, and my dad died with the same day or in the same 24 hours. So, I have this Irish humor vision of of uh, my dad being sitting next to Steve Jobs in heaven, and going, "Hey, Steve, aren't you Steve Jobs?" <laughs> and my dad says to Steve. Yeah, my dad told me you're a real idiot. You shouldn't have stole so much shares. And that's exactly what my dad would do. Right? Why not? You're in heaven now. It's all over. You're sitting next to Steve Jobs, and Steve's sweating it out like, oh, man, I wonder what's going to happen. And I told my dad, it's, like, it's all good. It's all good, man. So, and my dad's probably joking around with old Steve going, hey, man, so don't worry, Steve. It's good. You know, your dad, my son, did tell me about that stupid truck stock trade you made, but I don't think Jesus cares about it, so you're good. <laughs> Absolute dead truth. No BS on that. So, 
Anyways, great story. I could embellish it over and over and spread it out, but uh, that's the gist of it, right? That's pretty funny. All right, grace and peace, everybody. A 16-minute podcast. Amazing. Grace, peace, and mercy.